3: When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to involve my trying to prevent a revolution with just two weapons, an old beat-up railroad timetable, and an empty matchbook. Commissioner. Ruth said you had an assignment
4: for me. I do, Steve. You're flying to South
3: America. Uh, Oh, well, what do I do when I get there? I don't know. You don't? (laughs) Hey, let me have that again. You heard me. I don't know. It's a very nasty mess. That's why I'm sending you. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not. Okay, what's the deal, Commissioner? Take a look at this map of South America, Steve. Yeah? See these two countries? Uh Uh-huh. What about them?
4: One of them's friendly to us. The other, well, not so friendly. And right now, they're accusing the friendly country of plotting against them with our aid. What? Now, look. Sure, it sounds crazy, but unfortunately, there seems to be some pretty damaging evidence in existence. What kind of evidence? Some letters supposedly written by General Avila, the president of the friendly country. Plans concerning this plot are discussed in those letters. Are they genuine? Well, that's one of the things you're going to find out. General Avila, of course, denies ever writing them, but officials of the other country who now have possession of the letters say they're genuine without a doubt. How'd this
3: other country get their hands on these letters?
4: Last night, President Avila's son-in-law was found in a town across the border, murdered. The letters were on his person. The theory is that he had double-crossed his father-in-law and was on his way to peddle the letters to this other country.
3: Well, where do I fit in this charming little deal?
4: Tomorrow morning, a meeting is scheduled in Sonoma, the capital of the friendly country. Uh-huh. Why hold a meeting? Why not publish the letters? Now, the meeting is to determine whether or not the letters are genuine. Representatives from both countries will be there. Now, Steve, the whole situation is very explosive. Get down to Sonoma. Work with Colonel Peralta of the military there and try to get to the bottom of this whole mess. And above all, see that our name is cleared. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
2: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment.
3: Sure, I've got my assignment. Just a simple matter of getting dropped into a South American powder keg with people on each side of it holding matches in their hands. A real sense, well, it's Friday when my plane lands in Sonoma and I head for the office of Colonel Peralta.
5: I am most happy you are here, Senor Mitchell. And I trust that working together, we will be able to clear both my country's name and
3: yours in this unfortunate situation. Look, as I get it, the country across the border from here claims to have in their possession some letters written by your president, General Avila. Uh, Yes, senor. They also claim that in these
5: letters is evidence of a plot against them, a plot involving the support of your country. Yeah? Have you seen these letters? No, senor. They are in the custody of Senor Barriro, the representative from the other country. Do you think your president actually wrote them? Oh, I cannot bring myself to believe it, senor. General Avila is an old man in a wheelchair. What designs could he have on another country? Particularly a country which is more powerful than we are. I don't know. Senor Beecher. As second in command of my government... This places a heavy responsibility on me. I must either accept the proof or accept the consequences.
3: Well, I guess the first step is to get a look at these letters, Colonel. Uh, Yes, senor. And that we will be
5: able to do shortly. The meeting will take place in one hour at the villa of Baron Ludwig. Who's Baron Ludwig? An ex-German nobleman who has been living in this country for several years. How
3: does he figure in this deal?
5: Oh, because of his interest in diplomacy and international relations... He has been selected as uh, uh, what you might call a, a referee in this dispute. Uh, come, we will drive to his via, Okay.
3: Brother, some joint. This Baron Ludwig must be a well-heeled gent. Mm-hmm. He seems to be quite wealthy. Hmm. Who all's going to be at this
5: meeting, Peralta? A delegation from the two countries, Baron Ludwig, and uh, a few press correspondents. Mm. I believe uh, that is Senor Barriero's suite there, the head of the stair there. I uh, suppose I must compose myself before we enter. What? What do you mean? Uh, This Barriero, uh, the representative from the other country, I find it exceedingly difficult to control my temper in his presence. Naturally, he and I are, uh, what you might say, on opposite sides of the fence in this matter, but... uh, Beyond that, I dislike the man intensely. I do not trust him. I see.
6: Enter.
7: Ah, Colonel Peralta.
5: Good afternoon, Baron Ludwig. uh, And, Senor Barriero. Peralta. May I present Senor Mitchell from the
3: United States. Ah, Herr Mitchell. We've been awaiting your arrival so that the meeting could be opened. I uh, understand you're acting as a sort of referee in this deal, Baron Ludwig.
7: Yeah, I'm a student of politics, Sir uh, Mitchell, and so it was with great delight I learned I'd been selected as arbiter by
3: both countries. Uh, and you, Sr. Barriero, you're the one who has the letters in his custody? Huh?
6: You're quite right, Signor Mitchell, and I assure you, you will find it difficult to explain your government's unsavory position in this matter. Oh, now, look. You it. profess a policy of non-intervention, yet these letters will show your intention to furnish direct military aid to Colonel Peralta's country. Senor Barriero.
5: You have no right to talk like this. Nothing has been proven, nothing.
6: I assure you, Colonel Peralta, every word I utter is backed by the most undeniable proof. Barrero, I... You I, have I have right
7: to... Gentlemen, please. These are matters to be discussed calmly over the conference table, not
3: heatedly here in Signor Barrero's Sweet. Look, Barrero, so far I've heard a lot of talk about these letters, but I haven't seen anything of them. I see you would call me a liar. I wouldn't call anyone anything until I've seen the letters, and maybe that should go for you, too.
6: Very well. You shall see the letters. I have them in an envelope in this wall safe. I see it is necessary to convince these wishful skeptics of the very existence of the letters. So, I have them in this envelope. I will take them out and hold them for you.
3: Trusting soul, aren't you?
6: Your government has shown it cannot be trusted. Why should I trust one of its representatives? Oh, Barrero, I'm getting a little tired of your... See, see, they make very interesting reading, don't they? I I cannot believe it. That is enough for now, gentlemen. The letters will be read in their entirety at the conference. I merely wish to satisfy you of their existence. But, Signor
7: Barriero, there is no point in locking the envelope up in the safe again. We're all here. We may as well proceed to the conference room next door.
6: Very well. I will bring the envelope.
7: Come on, Felder. si, Signora. Barrero, as long as I will be presiding over the conference, perhaps it would be fitting for me to carry the letters into it myself.
6: Gracias, Baron Ludwig, but I will carry the envelope. Yes, you prefer. Come along, gentlemen. So, Peralta, you seem strangely quiet. Is it perhaps that you are worried now that you
3: have seen that the letters really do exist? Maybe Peralta is wondering like I am if those letters are genuine, Barrero. Colonel Peralta... You have undoubtedly seen many
6: samples of General Avila's handwriting. Well, I... Have you not? Well, of course I have. Barrero, I
7: refuse to be cross-examined this Would way.
6: you say that the letters in this envelope are forgeries? I... Oh, gentlemen,
7: I... I suggest that we postpone further discussion until the
6: conference begins. Very well. I am sure Peralta would prefer that, the way he is squirming. But I warn you... And as for you, Senor Mitchell... Perhaps you will be interested in knowing that there are three handwriting experts waiting inside this room.
8: Good afternoon, Baron Ludwig.
6: Ah, oh, Barbara, my dear. We were just going into
7: the conference room. Uh, may I present uh, Herr Barriro? How do you do? Colonel Peralta? What is this, ladies? And Herr Steve Mitchell from the United States. Hello. Hi. Gentlemen, Fräulein Dawson from the Hemisphere News
3: Service. Oh, Hemisphere News Service. You're uh, here to cover the conference, Miss Dawson. Mm
8: hmm. From what I've heard so far, there should be a few headlines in it.
3: <laughs> you sound pretty happy about it.
8: Oh, I hope everything turns out okay, of course. But a gal has to make her living, you know.
3: Let us go in, gentlemen. I
7: believe the other delegates are already inside. I ah, yes. Oh, After you, my dear.
8: Thanks, Baron.
3: Uh, Peralda. You uh, see, si, Senor. You didn't seem to have much to say when Barriro asked you if those letters looked genuine, do you? Mitchell, I am no handwriting
5: expert, but I have seen many samples of our president's handwriting. And those letters look like the same writing. Mm, that's not good. No, Senor Mitchell. Indeed, that is not good. It is very bad.
7: Uh, please be seated, gentlemen. We will open the conference.
3: We sit down at a large round table, all except Colonel Peralta, who remains standing. Barrero is in Baron Ludwig's left, and a couple of other delegates, Barbara Dawson, the newspaper correspondent, and myself. As Ludwig goes through the opening formalities, Barrero opens the envelope and glances inside. Peralta, who's standing behind him, cranes his neck over Barrero's shoulder, then gives me that sick look again. Barrero closes the envelope and places it beside him on the table as Ludwig motions for him to speak.
6: I shall make my remarks brief. I have in my possession letters which prove conclusively that the government headed by General Avila and represented by Colonel Peralta has been negotiating a secret agreement with the United States which constitutes a direct plot against my country. Furthermore,
8: oh.
7: What is it, Barbara?
8: Nothing. I... I feel a little faint. I... Barbara! Barbara. I'm all right now. I just lost my balance for a moment.
6: You knocked my envelope to the floor.
8: I'm sorry. I'll get it. Here,
7: l- let me... Uh...
8: Here. Well. It went under the table.
7: Oh,
8: yes. I've got it. Here you are, Senor mm. Barriro. I'm sorry.
7: Please continue, Senor Barriro. Very well. As I was saying.
9: I demand that this meeting be stopped. It is an insult to my father.
7: What is the meaning of this, senora oh. Margarita? Oh. Who is of us? General Avila's daughter.
9: Oh, let go of me. Senora, please now. Watch out the table.
5: Senora Margarita, you will do your father the most good by returning to the palace at once.
9: Oh, but, Cannavarata,
5: this meeting... This meeting is necessary and in order, senora. I beg of you, return to the palace.
9: Oh, but... Oh, well, Carlo. You would let me know the outcome.
5: At once. Come, Signora. Uh, I'm afraid this outburst did not do our cause any good, Mitchell. No.
7: Now, gentlemen,
6: I believe we may continue. Baron Ludwig, I do not feel it too much to ask that this conference be spared from further interruptions of this nature. I trust
7: we will. Please continue with your remarks, Signor Barrero.
6: Very well. As you know, the letters in this envelope before me were found on the body of General Avila Sanilo the late husband of the young senora who burst in here so dramatically a moment ago.
3: Our theory is that... Look, Barrero, suppose we get down off that theory cloud and start... Oh, yes, yes. You wish facts, senor Mitchell. Very well.
6: First, I will show these letters to the handwriting experts, then I... Barrero, what is the matter? It is not possible. What's ah. not possible? The envelope, it is empty. The letters have disappeared. no. <laughs>
2: all the strange and far-off places in the world wherever there is mystery intrigue and romance there you will find the man called X Herbert Marshall stars as the man called X in just a short while over most of these NBC stations The man called X is a man without a name who travels the world over on missions of danger and counterespionage Tomorrow night there's an hour and a half of comedy music and drama all wrapped up in one big wonderful program Tomorrow and every Sunday It's The Big Show on NBC with Tallulah as MC. Tonight, it's The Man Called X. Tomorrow, The Big Show, right here where you hear the chimes. And now, back to Dangerous Assignment and Steve Mitchell.
6: responsible for the disappearance of these letters.
5: Marino, I have had enough of your accusations. I had nothing to do with it.
8: Where is the phone? I am
5: sorry, Senorita Dawson, but I forbid it.
8: This is news. It's important. It
5: is more important that those letters be recovered. No one is to leave this room.
8: Oh, that's great. See si, here, Peralta. If this
5: incident has occurred in my country, I must take charge. I will postcards around this via, and no one will leave it until those letters are recovered.
3: Might be a good idea if we were all searched, Peralta. See, si, Senor. I insist on being searched. first. Okay, Colonel, that sounds fair enough. And after you've been searched, we'll all follow suit.
8: All of us, Steve? Yeah,
3: I... Well, uh...
8: Looks like I'm sort of a complication, doesn't it? Uh,
3: yeah.
8: So what do you do? Draw straws to see who gets the honor?
3: Well,
7: I'll furnish (laughs) the straws. I do not think that that would be necessary, Barbara, my dear. If it's satisfactory with all concerned, my wife will search you in the next room.
9: Oh, Oh, shucks.
7: Now gentlemen, if you will line up next to the wall, we will begin.
3: So everybody gets crisp, but the letters aren't on anybody. Pretty soon Barbara and Ludwig's wife comes back in the room, and Ludwig's wife reports no letters on Barbara. Barrero looked like he's on the verge of apoplexy and keeps throwing nasty glances at Peralta, who at this point is squirming like a worm on a hook. Finally, he motions me over to one corner of the room. Meet who could have taken those letters? it's me? Well, no, you already have. Hmm? Oh, skip it. Oh, we must find
5: out. This whole affair is playing right into Barrero's hands. My government is being dishonored. Look, uh, let's go
3: back over everything that happened.
5: Uh, very well. Barrero brought the envelope into the room. Yeah. As you remember, he opened it and glanced inside briefly as the conference started.
3: Yeah. You were standing behind him. I saw you craning your neck over his shoulder. Yes, yes senor. At that moment, the letters definitely were in the envelope. I saw them. Then he closed the envelope again and put it on the table beside him. He started to talk and... Wait a minute. What is it? Barbara Dawson. Remember? She started to the water cooler oh, see. And suddenly lodged into the table. Yeah. And knocked the envelope to the floor. I wonder if she... Talking about me, Steve? What? Oh, Barbara. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was talking about you. No,
8: I'm flattered. You
3: shouldn't be. What I was thinking wasn't good.
8: Why, Steve, I didn't realize you knew me that
3: well. Well, I was thinking that fainting spell of yours came at a very convenient time.
8: Oh, that. I don't know what hit me, Steve.
3: Well, whatever it was, you sure snapped out of it in a hurry, didn't you?
8: Look, what are you trying to say?
3: I'm trying to say that maybe it wasn't just an accident you're knocking that envelope off the table when you did...
8: What do you mean by that?
3: You could have switched envelopes under the table when you reached down to pick it up.
8: Mind telling me why I'd do a thing like that? I can think
3: of one good reason. Those letters right now are worth a lot of money to both countries.
8: I see. Play one against the other and sell to the highest bidder, huh?
3: It's an interesting theory, isn't it?
8: Oh, very interesting. There are just a couple of little things wrong with it.
3: For instance?
8: In the first place, you're giving me credit for a lot more interest in this deal than I have.
3: Exactly what is your interest in this matter, Senorita Dawson?
8: I'm a reporter, pure and simple. Well, simple anyway.
3: And you have no connection with any of the parties involved?
8: Of course not. And here's the other little thing wrong with your theory, Steve. Hmm. I was searched too, remember? No letters.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, Colonel, looks like we better go into a huddle again. Si, senorita.
8: Well, let me know if you round up
10: another
3: suspect. I'm still looking for a headline. Mitchell. You're probably thinking the same thing I am, Colonel Peralta. What do you mean? I can tell by your face you just remembered another incident that took place in this room before the letters turned up. yeah, the... uh... Now, oh, wait a minute. General Avila's daughter came bouncing into the room. Oh, but surely, senorita, Margarita is not... You a... you could... She could have staged the whole deal to give her an opportunity to switch envelopes. Oh, senor Mitchell, I... you must realize... I cannot go to the palace and make such an accusation. You don't have to go, I will. Just write me out a pass to get through your guards. Peralta hands me a relieved look and a pass, and I head for the palace. On the way, I pick up enough remarks from the townspeople to tell me that the news of the letter's disappearance has spread fast. They're beginning to gather in street corners, and what they're saying is not good. I show my pass to a guard, and he takes me to Signora Margarita's suite on the second floor.
9: What do you wish, Signor Mitchell?
3: The letters have disappeared, Senora. What? That surprised you?
9: But of course. Why shouldn't it surprise me?
3: I was sort of wondering if you're the one who took them.
9: Senor, you're joking.
3: Pretty bum joke. Look, I know you want to help your father, to shield him if you can, but...
9: Shield him? I don't have to shield him. He's innocent. He never wrote those letters, I'm sure of it.
3: Oh, is that what he said?
9: My father would consider it beneath his dignity to say anything about it. I see. It is true that he is not well liked by the other country. He has more than once refused to cooperate with them. But it is always in the interest of freedom for his people that he did so.
3: Look, I'm afraid this is all a little beside the point right now. Those letters are still missing. But
9: I did not Wasn't take them. was it
3: your husband on whose body the letters were found in the first place?
9: See, si, it was. But I think somebody placed those letters on my husband's body after they had killed him. Oh? My husband was a good man. Greek. See, si. The kind of weakness that led him to such people as that... that woman... That's Signorita Dawson. But I... wait a
3: minute. You mean Barbara Dawson, the press correspondent?
9: I do not wish to speak further of it, Signor. These are private matters. I see. You have said I would like to help my father. And you're right. There is nothing I would not do to help him. But do you not see that if I had taken those letters, I would be hurting him far more than helping him? Yeah,
3: I see that perfectly, Signora. I just want to be sure that you see it, too.
9: You must believe me. I do.
3: Okay. I guess that convinces me. It also leaves me right where I started in the middle of nowhere. But you have given me one lead, and a pretty interesting one at that. I think I better follow it up. So I leave the palace, shove my way through the gathering crowd back to Ludwig's Villa to have another little chat with Barbara Dawson, then... As I'm walking along a dark street, I pass a car parked at the curb. I get down the sidewalk away when I realize that the car has started up and is following me slowly with the lights off. I speed up. The car does likewise. I scramble around the corner and hit the sidewalk. The slug hits the building behind me. By the time I get to my feet, the car is halfway down the block, so it looks like someone figures I'm getting warm anyway. I get back to the conference room at Ludwig's Villa. The others are still there. I motion Colonel Peralta over to a corner.
5: What did you find out, Mitchell?
3: Senora Margarita says she didn't take the letters, and I believe her. Ah, Mitchell, quite frankly, I. I don't know what to do. I cannot hold Barrero in check much
5: longer. He's getting uglier about this by the moment. There has always been a rift between General Avila and Barrero's country. If, if those letters are not recovered quickly, that rift may turn into war. Yeah. Have you no theory at all as to what might have happened to those letters?
3: Matter of fact, there are a couple of theories pecking away at my brain, but they're pretty wild. Well, tell me what they are. Perhaps they are not as well as you think. Well, one of them we'll let ride for the moment. Not the other. Barbara. Oh? Would you come here a moment?
8: Sure, Steve. Not another suspect, Steve. Yep. You again. What? Now, look, we've been all over this before.
3: You told me earlier that you didn't know any of the parties involved, but I just found out from Signora Margarita that you were pretty well acquainted with her husband. What? Look. You didn't uh, tell me that. Why not? Are you
8: kidding You got a glimpse of that little spitfire in action. I'm supposed to go around spreading the news that her husband bought me a drink or two?
3: Well, it looks like somebody killed him and planted the letters on him. That somebody could have been you.
8: Look, I was a hundred miles away when he was killed, and I can prove it. And as far as my stealing the letters, Baron Ludwig was right beside me when I picked them up.
3: Yeah, that's the point, and it was Ludwig's wife who searched you, wasn't it?
8: Why, Yes, but... What are you... What
3: are you trying to say, Herr Mitchell? Well, those letters are worth a lot of money to either side, Ludwig. Enough money, maybe, to make a two-way split worthwhile. Indeed? Ah, yes. I think I see your line of reasoning. And I
7: must admit it would appear logical. Barbara takes the letters, then my wife searches her in the next room, and receives the letters from her. Quite sound, except for one thing. What's that? Motive. I've never had an active interest in the affairs of these two countries. And as to the money involved, I'll be glad to show you my bank book, Herr Mitchell. Then I think you will see that any amount I could realize from the letters would be, as you might say, but a drop in the bucket.
10: Okay, okay.
3: So the letters come into this room, then they disappear, and they're not on you or me or Barbara or Peralta or Barrero, so I suppose a little bird flew in the window and carried them out. Either that or... What is it, Sergeant?
4: There is trouble at the palace.
5: Trouble? What trouble?
4: An angry crowd is gathered outside. They are shouting that General Avila and the United States are dragging them into war. And they are throwing rocks at the window. I must get there immediately and safeguard the president. I will see you
5: later, Michel.
3: Okay.
6: Where's he going?
3: To the palace, Barrero.
6: There's trouble there. Gentlemen, this whole affair is dragged on long enough. I can wait no longer. I must make full representation to my government of the entire matter.
8: Oh, let's get this thing settled one way or another so we can go home. I'm sick of this joint.
3: No sicker than I am, Barbara.
8: Got a cigarette, Steve?
3: Sure. Here. Here's a match. I...
8: Your matchbook's empty. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: Wait, I think I got another one. Yep, right here in the same pocket. I. What's the matter? Looks like Peralta was right when he said my theories might not be so wild after all. What
8: are you talking about? I'll
3: skip it. I'm going to my suite to dictate my report. That's a good idea. Come on, I'll go with you. Let me assure you I do not need
6: your help, Mitchell. Come on. Outside. Mitchell, what is the meaning of this?
3: I've got to talk to you, Barrero, and your suite is a good place. Talk to
6: me? What about? The time for talk has passed. Here we are. Mitchell, will you be good enough to explain what this is all about? Sure.
3: You see, I'm like you are, Barrero. I don't trust any of the others.
6: Quite flattering that you should select me to trust, particularly when I do not trust you.
3: But I still do not understand what you I have got an important piece of evidence in my pocket, evidence that'll unravel this whole deal. I want you to lock it up in your safe for me. Evidence? What is this evidence? Here, lock it up right away. Why, this is only a railroad timetable. I know, but there's a code in it. Code? Believe me, I know what I'm talking about, Barrero. It's got to be locked up. But... uh, very well.
6: I still do not understand this, Mitchell.
3: It doesn't matter whether you do or not at this point, Barrero.
6: There. The safe is open, Mitchell. And in it, a gun.
3: That doesn't surprise me. Get back! (laughs) You can't shoot with a wrist lock on you. Drop it or I'll break
4: your arm. No, I... I... Drop it! I will not... (laughs)
3: to plug me, he's done likewise to himself. I fish in the safe and pull out another envelope. This one's got the letters in it, right where they've been all the time. Five will get ten their forgeries, but that can be checked later. Right now, I've got to get to the palace before the mob gets General Avila. I head there in a hurry, and up the back stairs, to General Avila's suite on the second floor, the general sitting in his wheelchair with his daughter standing beside him. There's a large flag draped over the balcony rail, and behind it stands Colonel Peralta trying to quiet the angry, shouting mob below. And I wait for Peralta to finish his speech.
10: Listen to me.
5: We
3: want peace. This matter will be settled peacefully. I, Peralta, pledge to
10: you that there will be no war. Everything will be settled. Go to your home. quite a speech,
3: Peralta. Oh. Mitchell.
5: Well, I... I did what I could. General, I'm afraid the feeling against you is quite intense. I feel it necessary to ask for an order giving me control of the militia.
3: For some reason, the people seem to be looking to me to preserve order and peace. Does that surprise you, Peralta? Huh? Isn't that just the way you and Barrero planned it? Richard? What do you say? I'm saying that this whole deal with the letters was rigged between you and Barrero's outfit as an excuse for you to stage a coup and take over the government. No, that is what I. With alive. the support of the people who would figure you were sa- saving them from war.
10: General,
3: do not listen to me. He is insane. Am I? The whole deal depended on our believing those letters actually came into the conference room. You said you saw him when Barrero opened the envelope. You lied. No, no, I did not. The letters were in the safe all along. That was an empty envelope Barrero took out of the safe just like the empty matchbook I took out of my pocket. i tell you the... That... Great time to be without a gun, isn't it? Wait,
10: I have a knife. You have a knife. He's going out into the
4: balcony. But do not let him get away. Don't worry. My bare hands are enough for you, Mitchell. Try
3: one of mine.
9: I'm black.
3: <laughs> Brother, right over the rail.
9: Thank you, Mitchell. You are all right. Yeah,
3: I guess I can't say as much for Peralta, though. Oh,
9: look at him lying down there, dead. Yeah,
3: he got tangled up in the flag and lost his balance.
9: And now the flag he was trying to betray is his shroud. Quite fitting, senor.
3: Yeah, I guess it is. Funny. Peralta figured he was really going to be riding the gravy train. I guess he didn't realize it's just like any other train. There's always the chance it can get flagged down. (laughs)
2: assignment starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Jandot with music by Robert Armbruster and is produced and directed by Bill Karn. Be with us next week at this time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another dangerous assignment. Assignment came to you from Hollywood. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. In all the strange and far-off places in the world, wherever there is mystery, intrigue and romance, there you will find the man called X. Herbert Marshall stars as the man called X tonight and every Saturday on NBC. For music on Saturday, it's your Hit Parade, bringing you the top tunes in the land with Raymond Scott's orchestra, Snooky Lanson, Eileen Wilson and the Hit Paraders. The big shows tomorrow. Now enjoy The Man Called X on NBC.